We'll take our text tonight from Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. There's one verse there, Philippians 1, 21. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Do you live your life in that model? Paul sure did. Uh, in Philippians here, Paul wrote to uh, the, Bolivia, uh, the believers there to express his appreciation and gap and gratitude and affection for um, to them for them for all that uh, they had done for him, uh, you know, for supporting his ministry and uh, providing for his need physical needs uh, while he was you know, in prison. Uh, uh, the saints there provide the most help to him, you know, uh, when he needed something, they were willing to help. Uh, they do whatever they can to uh, provide for his need. So in this letter uh, to the saints there, um, he wants to express, beside the gratitude, he wants to share the um, what he learned from uh, offering his life for Jesus Christ. You know, leading that life, giving that life to Jesus Christ, he discovered great joy and a contentment in Christ's service. So he want them to know uh, the truth, this truth also. He want them to enjoy that. So if he wants them to know if they center their life on Christ, they too will have true joy. And uh, here's our, yeah, I love the letter to uh, the, the book of Philippians. Uh, let me go through some, uh, yeah. Uh, verses that uh, Paul encourage uh, or exhort to the Philippians saints. Verse 1, 6, chapter 1, verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? He starts something good in you. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. He's going to see you through it. You have to keep true to that, to that promise. Chapter 2, verse 2, 3. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Imagine if everybody, or even just you know, our church, anything that we do, look to the other's interest before ourselves esteem other before ourselves, we would be second. Yeah. Chapter 2, verse 10, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Chapter 2, verse 14, 15, do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as light in the world. I love that verse because I always try to, um, you know, uh, embed that or try to uh, maybe sometimes force it into my children. You know, uh, anything we do, if you're going to do it, do it without complaining, do it without murmuring, uh, do it unto the Lord if you're going to do it. The same thing, it applies to us here at church too. Uh, 
in the church, in the body of Christ, we do everything for the Lord. We're not do, we not, we don't do it to be seen by men for the glory in a man's eye, but we do it because it's a true joy. We do it to please God and we do it for the glory of God and not just to show off. And then, of course, and this verse right here, chapter four, verse four, yeah, you all should know it by heart. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And then 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Do you believe that? So these are just some of the the verses that I love and I, I memorized when I was younger and um, that I recognize a lot of time that I can you know, come to my mind when uh, when I need to find joy or I need a, a moment of encouragement from the Lord. And, uh, you know, tonight, before we go to bed, read some of these. Uh, Philippians chapter 1 and 2 has uh, great verses to encourage us in what it means to be, uh, to have joy in Christ. So joy, what is joy? Well, noun, it's a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. As a verb, it means to rejoice. You know, joy is an emotion that make us worth living in this moment, in this life, because it should resonate in the, the core of our identity. It associates with the feeling of ease, contentment, and meaning. That's what joy is, you know. A person can pursue happiness, but we choose joy. You know, happiness is what happened to us uh, through maybe we might seek it, desire it, pursue it, try to find it or buy it. Feeling happiness is not a choice we make, but choice is a purposely uh, choice that we made. You know, happiness doesn't bring joy, as you all know that. And joy isn't a uh, byproduct of happiness. Uh, joy is the fruit of the spirit. It is the attitude of the heart and your spirit, my spirit. You know, the, in this world, the, the pace, the fast pace, the pressure is often, uh, often try to squeeze the joy out of our life. And it will if you allow it. But uh, often we find sometimes some hours, some days, sometimes weeks, months, uh, that difficult to get through. Many times in, in desperation, we seek a joy in all kinds of way by trying to acquire possession or get uh, advancement in career, visiting places, taking long extended vacation. I'm sure we all do and we all want to do that. And sometimes shopping. You know, I know somebody near and dear to my heart uh, loves to do that. Uh, or, you know, just go on social media uh, to, to find happiness or to find joy. But those are not joy. Seeking those things will not get you or help you find joy. None of these things can provide you lasting joy, but a moment of happiness. That is it. And true joy is not based on circumstance, but in Jesus Christ alone. Uh, as long as you realize that or come to recognize that, the sooner you can find true joy. You know, by following 
Jesus Christ's example in humility um, and sacrifice, we can find joy in all circumstances. I mean, all circumstances. I mean, a lot of us gone through a lot of things, but it's always encouraging for me to see, you know, the oldest saint, those who've been saved for many, many years. Uh, it's encouraging to see that uh, the joy in their life, in their face, that they're still here, you know, on Tuesday, worshiping and uh, fellowshipping with other believers here and being here just to be an encouragement for the younger generation and for, you know, my children also, who's hope, uh, Lord willing, be the next generation um, growing up in this church and uh, passing down the gospel to their children. You know, joy transforms difficult times uh, into blessing and turn heartaches into gratitude. Yeah. And Paul, in the, in the letter to the Philippians, he, um, there's four ways that he wants to list or encourage them that uh, four ways that you can find joy. First, he said, you know, we can find joy in suffering. Philippians 2.8, he says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. Like I mentioned, we all have trials. We all have suffering. But who do we rely on? Who do we go to when we face these you know, God bless us with these situations for a reason. It's to refine us, to make us ready for him, and to use us as his tool, his hand, and his feet. He also, uh, second, he said, we can experience joy in service. Philippians 2, 17 to 18 there, yea, and if I offer upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. We serve God with our talents. We serve God with our time. You know, um, because of somebody's joy in the Lord, that's why I'm here today. You know, uh, when I testified many years ago, I remember uh, Brother Johnny Miles. He's a bus driver for uh, Sunday school in Tacoma there. He drove a, a long bus. You know what? Um, that's a rowdy bus, a rowdy kids. Man, they scream and yell, but I never once, I mean, because a lot of time I get seasick in the bus too, never once hear him complain or whine or, or yell at the kid because, um, you know, once in a while when I start to coming to church and, uh, you know, got saved, I talked to him. He, he just loved the Lord. He had the joy of the Lord in him. He does that because he wants to bring these kids, Sunday school kids kid in the, you know, in bad neighborhood, uh, good neighborhood, to come to know Jesus Christ. He didn't do it because, you know, he was told to or because he was asked to. He did it because he wants these kids, these Sunday school kids, to experience the joy that he has, the hope for heaven. That's why he did it. And, you know, I understand a lot. And the same thing, I'm sure, go here also for a lot of you know, Sunday school driver here, Sunday school teacher, usher here, and stuff like that. And I understand, you know, right now, these time, Sunday school is not going at the full capacity that we want, that we wish. I know some, uh, a lot of teachers that want to teach are discouraged, but, you know, stay strong, stay strong and hope in the Lord because... You know, your joy will not go in vain. 
Lord knows what he's doing. God has a plan. And we have to stay strong. We have to stay focused on him. Because uh, he will allow you, he will bless you again, that your joy may be complete. Okay. So uh, then, next one, we can experience joy in believing. So Philippians 3, 9. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Again, like I said, joy comes from the Holy Spirit, um, abiding in God's presence and hope in his word and in his promise. And then uh, the last one, or one other one that Paul mentioned is that uh, we can experience joy in giving. And Brother Dave touched about this a couple of Sundays ago uh, in uh, Philippians 4, 18, 19. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, things which were sent from you, an odor sweet-smelling, sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to the riches and glory of Christ Jesus. Again, it's not just a financial uh, that we give to the Lord, but our time, our commitment is just as important in the giving to God. Now, see, Paul find all these. Um, he was writing this in uh, from prison. I know a lot of you probably never been to prison, don't know what prison is like, and you know, I've been to prison. Um, don't take it wrong. I was innocent. I'm sure everybody say the same thing. And those watching at home, don't fall off your couch. No, when we went to coma, Brother Mark Worthington, you know, he, he liked to do prison ministry, and sometimes he asked me to go to also just to give my testimony and to hear and to listen. And sometimes he uh, wants me to lead it, and I say, oh, no, thank you, Brother Mark. Um, but, you know, in prison, it is intimidating, and it is kind of scary. Uh, but um, same thing, Paul here, I'm assuming it's probably worse situation uh, during this time. But he found joy when he was there. I mean, he found joy because, you know what, true joy comes from Jesus Christ. And that's why he was able to write this to exhort the saint there. So, you know, in uh, in closing, let me, uh, I, I found a list, a bunch of lists, but I compiled together, and the difference between joy and happiness. Joy is in the heart. Happiness is on the face. Joy is of the soul. Happiness is of the moment. Joy transcends, happiness reacts. Joy embrace, embraces peace and contentment, waiting to be discovered. Joy runs deep and overflow, while happiness hugs hello. Joy is practice and a behavior. It is deliberate and intentional. Happiness comes and go. Joy is profound and spiritual. Don't worry, rejoice. Happy is a cheer or a fragrance. Don't worry, be happy. Joy is inner feeling and happiness is an outward expression. You know, joy endure hardship and trial and connect, and connect us with a meaning and a purpose. And our purpose is in Jesus Christ. You know, uh, true joy come only through humble faith in the saving uh, grace of Jesus Christ and joining ourselves in harmony with other believers, serving others in the name of Christ. You know, sometimes I'm sure it is challenging 
Yeah, let's just talk about our body, body uh, church here. We have many different personality, many different way of doing things. I'm sure there's a lot of time there's conflicting opinions and view. But if Christ is our joy, if Christ is our focus, we would work together in harmony as Paul encouraged. We would prefer our brother or our sister above our own self or our own need or our own opinion. Because that's what Christ called us to do. Not to put ourselves first. We are not number one. Again, like joy, Jesus first, other second, yourself last. It's not the other way around. Yeah. True joy come only through, through again, just humble, uh, humbleness in Christ. Uh, joy is a way of living. It is. It's your lifestyle. Joy is the condition of your heart. And joy is the status of your soul. Yeah. Paul lived to serve and bring others to Christ. Uh, all of the life situation to him is a gift. As he said, you know, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Salvation is our greatest joy. So tonight, I always end with a question. Do you have joy in your heart? Do you have true joy in your life? If not, talk to the Lord. Talk to God. What are you missing? What is squeezing the joy out of your life? What is distracting the joy away from your life? And if you're not saved, you wouldn't know what true joy is. You have to be saved. You have to humble, to be humble enough to repent of your sin, accept Christ as your Savior and your God. Then you will know true joy and true peace. If you don't, you will never know it. You will be out there searching high and low, maybe all your life, and will never find it. And you can only find it in Jesus Christ. Because God sent one and his only son to die for you and for me so we can find that joy. So we can be with him in heaven you know, for eternity. That's what he wants for you and that's what he wants for me. So tonight, do you have true and complete joy in your life? If not, what is holding it back? So the altars is always open for invita- uh, open for uh, prayer. And uh, you're always welcome. And God is always ready to listen and ready to help and ready to guide and ready to give you true joy. The song of invitation is 540.